0: What's up? It's your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast. Vietes it, yundo, we gather strength as we go. Today, I am broadcasting out of the beautiful, gorgeous, and expensive Livermore, California. Home to wineries, a rodeo, and a couple crackheads. I have another doozy of an episode today, and I'm going to be reviewing a book. Oh yeah, a relationship book. Uh Uh-oh, so you you might want to bust out that chapstick, spray a couple squirts of cologne or your favorite perfume on, because your boy Ruby Ruby is going to teach you or enlighten you with the stuff that I have been enlightened with from this awesome book. The title of the book is called Getting Cozy in Public and Nine Other Ways to Keep Your Relationship Hot. And ladies and gentlemen, hot is capitalized in this title, so mm, muy fuego. You might need to crack open a window or have those cigarettes ready after because you're going to need to come down after reading this book. Now, this book sparked my curiosity because here at the Gathering Strength Podcast, I want you to have that buff body, that buff mind, that buff spirit, and that buff bank. And the relationships that we choose to participate in is going to affect all of that. Because if you are with the wrong person, it's going to affect your mindset. If you're with the wrong person who's negative, it's going to affect your your workouts. If you're with the wrong person, man, you're just going to be worse off overall. And that is facts. So we need to work on our relationships. We need to work on ourselves so that we can attract a higher caliber person. We don't want that person who's drinking O.E. in front of a 7-Eleven, just by themselves smoking cigarettes. No, we want that person with, you know, a a nice job, who looks healthy, preferably with all their teeth in their mouth. Yeah, we're going to want someone who is, man, who is up for the task of growth and growing in all the right ways that I just mentioned. Buff body, buff mind, buff spirit, and buff bank. So, this book is going to enlighten you with nine ways to keep a relationship hot. But before we get into that, man, I need to hit you with the word of the day. And I already know what you're saying. Ruby, Rube, why do we need to learn all these damn words? And I told you once, I told you twice, it's three times a lady. We learn these words because words have power. And you want to be able to empower yourself with a robust catalog of words. And when you have a variety of words, you can point out and call out what is from what isn't. And who knows, you may just identify a word that can unlock an internal emotion in which otherwise it would have remained in the fog. And we don't want to move and live our lives in the fog. What if there's a cliff right there? What if we are, are walking towards a pit? That's no bueno. So let's learn these words. And you know what? Your boy Ruby Rube is going to empower you with another word. And that word of the day is imperturbable. This was one of my favorite words, one of my power words uh, from the year, from last year, 2022. On my Instagram, I would, uh, I created a little thing called "Hey Ru- Ruby Roops, five words of the year because yeah, I had five of them. This was one of them. Imperturbable. The definition of imperturbable is unable to be upset or excited. Calm, And when I learned of this word, man, I fell in love with it. That's something that I'm trying to work on right now. Because, man, guess what? In life, the inevitable interactions with idiots, they have the potential. If we lose our minds and freak out every time someone does something rude or cuts us off on the road or steps on our pumas... If we get angry and frustrated all the time, what what is that going to add up to? A life of just being frequently frustrated by measures that are outside of your control. That is the opposite of this word. You do not want to be like that. Because all that stress is going to just increase your belly fat. It's going to make you make your hair fall out of your head early. You're just going to be trying to numb yourself. You're gonna be nihilistic. You're just gonna be one of those negative Nancys. You're gonna be one of those ladies calling the cops on people playing their music a little bit too loud in the park at 8 p.m. You don't wanna be like that. You wanna be imperturbable. Once again, that definition is unable to be upset or excited. You are calm. Now, when I, you know, let me get you to some similar words, similar words of imperturbable are self-possessed, composed, collected, calm, and cool. Hey, and who doesn't want to set their sails to arrive in a destination to where they are more collected, calm, and cool, man. I know that's where I want to be at all times. Now here is a sentence that I'm going to make up just off the top of my head when you want to be imperturbable. Let's say you come home from work and you just did your, I don't know, 9, 10, 11, 12 hour shift, whatever it is. And you just had all the daily stresses, you had the customers bothering you. Just, man, you, you already know what I'm talking about. And you come home and you have the kids. And you know what, these kids... And your family, they deserve the best of you. Your job and these customers, they, they don't deserve the best of you. Your family does. But frequently, when we come home and we let the daily stresses diminish us, we come home and we're just, you know, easily frustrated. That is when we want to be the most imperturbable. When our kids are, you know, being kids and doing crazy things and running around and ultimately just having fun. And here we come being all adulty and angry and annoyed. No, that's when you want to be imperturbable. You want to not easily be bothered. You want to be incapable of being upset or agitated. I know it's hard, but man, isn't that a worthy goal to try to arrive at a place of imperturbability? Man, what an awesome word right there. I love this word. When I discovered this word, I thought that I created a slang word called unfuckwittable. Now, I quickly went on to Google and I typed in unfuckwittable. I was like, oh man, I had a stroke of genius. This word is mine. I'm going to share this word with the world. Imperturbable. AKA Unfuckwittable, and I go online, and guess what, man? Someone already beat me to the punch. There's a rap song called Unfuckwittable. Man. But, hey, I wasn't perturbed by learning that. I was imperturbable. So, word of the day, imperturbable. So... Onward from the word of the day and into this book, Getting Cozy in Public and Nine Other Ways to Keep Your Relationship Hot, written by Aaron Hill. The author's first tip is start with emotional connection. Now for me, man, that, that's tough because I grew up being Raised by macho men. Raised by being masculine. You know, don't show your emotions. Bury it down. Just typical typical stuff like that, right? So, it took me having to grow into my emotions. Being able to face these feelings. And what type of man just buries their emotions? You know, consistently. You you can do that. When you're, you know, young and dumb, and you're in your twenties, and you're not, you know, really trying to show your, your full hand, you want to play Mr. Cool. But hey, at some time, at some point in time, in your relationship, if you want to grow, if you want to gather your strength, you're gonna to have to deal with your emotions. Not only your emotions, but collectively, you and your significant other, you and your boyfriend or your girlfriend or fiance, husband, whatever. You are going to have to connect emotionally. Now as a red-blooded, hairy American male who struggled with emotions, and, and you know what? I've I've gotten better at it. Realizing this fact that, hey, this wisdom of connecting with your emotions, and that has been something that has been said for eons, because if we don't deal with our emotions and we bury them and we kick that can down the road, the problem just gets bigger. One of the tips that Erin Hill recommends is, she says, this is from the book, we start with building trust, staying true to our word, communicating effectively, and being loyal to our partner. Simply doing what we say we will do and following through is the key to growing that feeling of safety within the relationship. If we understand how our partner wants to be loved, we will be able to fill their bucket and meet their emotional needs. This is your boy, Ruby Rube, jumping in to talk about that little paragraph right there. Uh, We start with building trust by, by staying true to our word. Now when we stay true to our word, hey, our word is as good as gold. When we say we're gonna do something, you do it. because you know what, don't get me wrong, we are all human. Sometimes we might say something and not and not meet that that word. If we continue to do that day after day, you know time after time, then the eyes will be rolled. The, oh yeah, whatever you... The arguments, they will start to stack up. And one of the ways that we can remove the friction that the argument brings, the resentment, the animosity, is sticking to your word. Don't say things that you don't mean. Don't say things that you aren't going to do. And this reminds me of a scene in, I don't know, many movies, many episodes to where the dad, the, the stereotypical overworked dad... He's like, yeah, son, we're going to finish that treehouse this summer. And then, you know, summer comes. All right, son, I know I said next weekend or whatever, we're going to work on the the treehouse. And then fast forward 20 years, that treehouse never gets built. Now, that is a recipe for resentment. And same deal when it comes to our relationships. If we keep saying... Hey, honey, I'm going to fix this in the house. Or I'm going to take you on that vacation. Or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to change my ways. And then once again, you know, that broken record of just being the same old, same old. And not doing what you say you're going to do. Yeah, that's annoying. That's very, very annoying. And so you don't want to be like that. You want to be the opposite of that. You want to be the guy who stays true to your word and does precisely and exactly what they promise. She also talks about um, um, the key tip to start with emotional connection. The best way to do that is to discover their love language. Now, if you don't know what the five love languages, there is a book. And it's called The Five Love Languages. I would recommend it because, once again, knowledge is power. And if you understand these five love languages, one, you're going to identify something about yourself. Two, you're going to be able to identify your significant other's love language. Three, with that newly obtained information, you can now just push all the buttons that make them feel the most loved. Now, the five love languages. Hey, your boy Ruby Rube is going to give you a fish right now. They are gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, and quality time. Those are the five love languages. If you didn't know, hey, now you know. And do me a favor because your boy Ruby Rube just hooked you up with a little bit of insight and knowledge. Go ahead and send me some of that Doge coin because I just... Made your life a little bit better. I pointed you in the right direction to where, hey, you can maybe get some nookie tonight because you are physically touching your wife because that just happens to be your wife's love language. So go ahead and shoot me, shoot me some of that Doge coin. And you know, hey, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all in with a exclusive. An intimate fact about yours truly, Ruby Rube, my my love language is acts of service. And, you know, I'm the type of guy where I don't even like to go get a massage. I don't like anyone doing anything for me because I feel like, man, one, I don't like to waste any people's time. People would rather be doing anything other than an act of service. And this is just in my mind, right? You know, meanwhile, people really don't care, but I'm the type of guy where I don't like to go and get a massage because I feel like that person, you know, probably has some babies to go and take care of. They probably have them in child care. I know that the money is going to be helping them, but I'm like, man, you know what? I just don't like to go and get pleasure by somebody else who has to clock in and clock out. Um, so acts of acts of service, you know, like doing something for me without me having to be uh, without me having to ask and like uh, I'm going to come home and and dinner's ready. Hey, wow. Mm, nice. I'm going to come home and and you know, the the little chore of this part of the house has been cleaned or mm, Oh, I'm getting some goosebumps thinking about that right now. Dang. <laughs> That's how it works. So, once again, the five love languages, identify what yours is, and, you know, you now you're able to communicate that. You can, rather than your significant other moving in the dark, or you expecting them to read your, your mind, because, hey, we're, we're not in a relationship with mind readers, with psychics, No, we are in a relationship with a human being who's trying to figure themselves out. So, because you now know what these five love languages and that they do exist because you are a human and these are humans, uh, five love languages, you can identify them. Gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, and quality time are the five love languages. So, five years out and find out your significant others. Uh, hot tip number two is put your relationship first. Now one of the insights that the author Aaron Hill writes, the best thing we can do for our children is to show them what a healthy relationship looks like. And I agree with that. There are many things that we can do that help guide our children. And one is yes. Exposing them to a healthy relationship. And a healthy relationship, that doesn't mean that there's not gonna be any fighting. That doesn't mean that there's not gonna be any bickering, any back and forth of you know anger, because man, that's that's part of the human condition too, is hey, sometimes our expectations are not gonna get met and there's gonna be anger and frustration, but at the end of every single argument, we need to show them how to reconcile our differences and that the love is still there and we are going to be moving forward and some of these fights that we that we have in a relationship a lot of them are are necessary because it's two imperfect people coming together and trying to live as best as as we can and yeah man there's there's gonna be ups and downs But the best thing that we can do is show them what a healthy relationship looks like. And in a healthy relationship, there's going to be the ups and the downs. And we just always need to be moving forward. The author, Aaron Hill, writes, Establish boundaries with in-laws and siblings from the beginning to avoid invasive critique and toxic meddling. I agree with that too because... You don't want your mother-in-law judging your wife or your husband. You don't... Man, like, who are they? Who are they to be inserting their opinion on your relationship, on what works for you and your significant other? You're going to have a an outside third-party source who's not even involved in the relationship try to dictate what goes on? Sounds weird to me. And if you are one of those outside third party people who put their nose where it's not supposed to and try to get them to live a life that you feel is the best for them. I'm going to ask you a question. Who the hell do you think you are? (laughs) How about you butt out and let let these people, let me and my wife figure it out. You know, we'll figure it out for ourselves. Don't, Don't worry. We will get there inevitably and eventually, but... We can do without your criticism and your meddling and your toxic criticism. So, yep. Set those boundaries. Let them know what time it is. Let them know whose house that they're in and let them know where they stand in the relationship. Tip number three is make the time. One of the ways that you can give you and your spouse some more time is Aaron Hill writes, having your child on a sleep schedule allows you and your partner to have uninterrupted quality alone time to bond and grow closer. Now that's something that resonated with me because I remember when my son was first born I wanted to be super dad and every time you know I was unaware of this fact that that newborn babies, yeah, they, they don't, they all don't sleep the same. Like, for example, my son, I for about like 10 months, a solid 10 months, seemed like eternity at the time. He was up like every 30, 45 minutes, like I said, for 10 months. And sleep deprivation, that is a real thing. Because when your sleep is broken up into 30-45 minute increments for that long, man, you turn into a zombie. You turn into the opposite of that imperturbable word that I hit you guys with at the beginning of this episode. You have no energy. And to contrast that, when they do sleep and when they are on a sleep schedule then that does give me and my wife time for whatever we want to do particularly particularly growing a little bit closer maybe playing some twister some yahtzee some spin the bottle if you know what i'm if you know what i'm talking about so that was three insights of this book that I'm going to share with you, and I am going to encourage you to go out and get this book. It's a quick read, Um, but hey, there is some valuable knowledge in there. There is some practical, practical wisdom that you can implement easily, immediately, after you're done reading it, and it's going to put your relationship in the forefront of your mind, and... Here at The Gathering Strength, I want you to have that buff body, mind, spirit, and bank. And a healthy relationship is going to intensify, magnify, and make all of those things much stronger. Because when you are with someone who doesn't work on themselves and doesn't work on the relationship, then all of those things are going to suffer. If you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much. If you want to get in contact with Erin Hill, you can find her on Instagram at Getting Cozy with Erin. She has a podcast. She is a certified sleep coach, published author, and yeah, man, has, has an awesome podcast too. So go out and get her book, Getting Cozy in Public and Nine Other Ways to Keep Your Relationship Hot. After you do that, make sure to give me a like, a subscribe, and a follow. And until next time, it's onward. Always onward.